Raise your hand if you've had enough Ted Sobel. <laughs> we got a whole other episode of him coming up. Well, by the time this airs, that part two will have. You know who hasn't had place. enough of Ted Sobel? Ted Sobel. <laughs> hey, hey, we kid. Ted Sobel. That was an amazing episode. It was so good that there were two parts, and uh, part two just came out. Well, it hasn't come out as we're speaking, but it will have already come out by the time you see this. Today, uh, we have an amazing guest, and I'm just going to be very blunt with it. One of my best friends. Uh, you will see how we came to know each other. It's an amazing backstory. And also, he's going to tell you a great story about how he once tattooed an old man's penis. What do you do? Like, do you stretch it out? We're going to find out. We are going to find out. We're also going to sit down, Ryan and I, and uh, talk about... Ryan Engel returning to the scene of the crime. Yeah, 21 years it took me. In Anaheim, California. Ryan Engel went back to the scene of a very infamous crime. We're going to break down that story. We're very excited. We got uh, the LaFrog poured up. Mm-hmm. Appreciate From that. From our guest. From our guest. Our Thank guest, you. Maddie Higgins, brought it. This is uh, the smokiest scotch, and I love it. Cheers to the fellowship. Let's go do this. Nice turtleneck. Mm. Oh. There's like a dandelion in here from outside. Just sit down. <clears throat> well... Here we go again. Excited to do it. I finally got the unbuttoned jacket done at the right time. Mm. You've been coaching me up on that for two months now. Let's get right into it. Nice uh, shoes. Oh, thank you. You too. No one can see him, so that was a terrible reference, not only to the viewers, but to the podcast listeners. And for those podcast listeners at home who can't see the footage here on YouTube, go ahead and... Uh, Imagine these sandals on my feet. If it were not for my broadcast professionalism, this would be such <laughs> you know, a... To you, to, to, I'm going to give you a rare compliment here. Thank you. Um, that has been told to me by some of my harshest critics of friends. Wow. That uh, your delivery in driving the show is not only professional, but very well needed. So cheers to that. Hey, that's really nice. You know I mean? and your so, friends are absolute dicks. So that yeah, means, you know? That means a lot. Thank, Thank you yeah. to the totally. Ryan Engel... Friendship group down here in San Clemente, Fan California. Club. And to sign up, it's $9.99 a month. Um, shipping and handling included. Let's jump right into this. Okay. I am so excited for you to tell this story. I know this story, but it's the greatest story of all time. I didn't realize I told you the story prior. You told me, well, you forget a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn You sure. told me this story at a Mexican restaurant in Costa Mesa when our wives first met. Oh. My wife loves this story. It's an unbelievable story. Um, you have been to jail. But not just any kind of well, jail. Well, yeah, what's great about this story is when it came up with my wife, um, you know, when you're going through the vetting process yeah. early on in a relationship, yeah. you get those uh, those really hard questions, you know? Yeah. And the one question was, has he ever been arrested? And my answer was, well, kind of, yeah. kind of, sort of. Right, know? yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, let me set Dis- it up. Disneyland does have a jail. Disneyland has a jail. You've been there. and for Or at the f- least they did. For the first time in 21 years, you revisited the scene of the crime. You, your family, your lovely young daughter went to Disneyland, and you were actually worried that facial recognition technology at the gates of Disneyland might keep you out because 21 years ago, you were thrown in Disneyland jail. The floor is yours. What happened 21 years ago? Well, before I get into it, I'd like to start with this. Why would you ever answer a question? Why? (laughs) Why? Go ahead. I was was recently talking to a couple pals um, via group chat about our pictures on the wall at the local uh, restaurant where you... If you buy a champagne burger, 
you get your picture on the wall, you know, and we have multiple up there. And me and my buddy Matt have our picture on the wall with um, each two sets of um, companions, if you will. You know, so not only do we have multiple pictures on the wall, but we have them with uh, multiple, uh, multiple dates. You yeah, know? yeah, okay. Great. And uh, which is awesome. So um, when your wife asks, have you ever been here before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't and so we're no. going back and forth and my buddy Craig texts me and he's just like, it's, I think we need, because he was leaving there when he texted us, and he's like, uh, to me, Matt and Ryan, and he said, uh, I think we need to get another champagne burger so we can get a, a more up-to-date picture on the wall, because all of Ingles look like he's shriveled up and vegan, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wrote back, I said, you know, it's, it's uh, in probably better words than I'm spewing out right now, but I said, uh, it's not often that someone can uh, uh, go through what, you know, trying times and become not only twice as tight, but twice the size. So, <laughs> Very good. Um, so yeah. to segue that into the Disneyland thing, yeah. uh, the one thing that I was pretty uh, not worried about was the fact that I am twice the size and I do have a mustache. <laughs> so um, I think that might have, uh, you know, fucked up their technology. And when I was arrested, it was right before that internet era. So um, that was when you could still sneak in by rubbing your hand with the yellow stamp and mm-hmm. stealing someone's ticket and shit and we did that a million times too it's, it's amazing I wasn't arrested more often there you, know? you better hope there's a statue of limitations <laughs> yeah, you right? yeah. Disneyland jail um, yeah so uh, it was we had great fun as a family because everyone leading up to it was giving me shit that like um, you know Katie Kai's dad he's from Hawaii you know he speaks perfect pigeon he's like oh bro they're gonna leave you we're gonna leave you up front you know and so they, they yeah. all got a big kick out of it and yeah. it was great and so I get in and uh, I said, we, we, we got to go straight to Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I got to take the family to the scene of the crime. Right. Now, let's go back to right. the original scene of the crime. 21 years ago, what happened at Pirates of the Caribbean? So a group of us friends, um, my senior year in high school, 1999, um, that year they were doing this, like, California residence um, uh, annual an annual pass thing, so you could get an annual pass for like two hundred fifty bucks or mm, something like that. What a deal! And so during the winter months, we would go an hour before close, like you you know leave before that. But you, the the whole thing was you entered like if they closed at ten, whatever the hours were for the winter, you'd have you have to enter the gates at nine. Everyone had the same scavenger hunt list, and there was like multiple groups from even other schools and shit and. We, you would just run amok. There would be no one there. So you could run to the front of the line to every fucking ride, and you just rip it for an hour. And it was actually a lot of fun because it was a different Disneyland experience. Sure. You know, and, and so... So basi- what you're saying is you and a bunch of high school-aged kids mm-hmm. would go do scavenger hunts at Disneyland? Yeah, and it was like a set thing, you know, and, and at the end, there was no real, like, organization to it. It was more just, like, dicking around and bragging rights and mm-hmm. shit like that. And um, I had only been to it twice, um, with some friends and then the third time I went um, what's really funny about the story is there are still two guys if they can even remember who were there that day that still don't believe me because okay. yeah, they basically didn't see me until yeah. the end and they picked me up outside of the fucking gates so basically as the story goes it was my third time the first two times we went um, the holy grail of the scavenger hunt list was to steal pirate booty from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride for those that don't know, pirate booty is pirate treasure. And this pirate treasure is a prop that is off to the side of this boat ride. And the only way to get to this prop of pirate's booty 
Well, apparently it's real because they arrested me for it. Okay. For stealing it. Okay, so, so... It's worth something. Yes, and the only way to get to it is to disembark the vessel. Yeah, so the great thing about pirates um, is, for those of you who have maybe purposefully or accidentally stood up, as soon as you stand up, they got cameras on you all over, and the guy over the loudspeaker in like a ghostly voice goes, please sit down on the ride at all times, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I... I me being the super cocky, dickheaded high school guy that I was. Not much has changed. The whole ride up there, I was like, I'm going straight to Pirates and I'm fucking taking the. I'm, you watch. And they're like, yeah, fucking yeah, right, Ingle. You know, and so we go up there. I fucking sprint straight to Pirates. I get on that bitch and we go down the thing. And I'm trying to pick my spot where this is going to happen because there's little areas that you could do it. And so I, I stand up, you know. And all of a sudden, that hear that sound. I was like, all right, fuck, they can see me. So I got to be like more sly about this, you know? So now I'll get to this at the end of the story. But just like everything in Disneyland, they, they you know, change it a little bit, bring it up to speed, um, update shit. Yeah. Back then, you could see in the back of some of the like, you know, the theatrical scenes that they built up. Little those little green exit signs. Uh-huh. So there were these like painted or covered up doors. So I was like, "Fuck, okay, I'm gonna pick a spot where I can jump out and fucking grab the shit and just barrel through the exit," you know. And so we come around the corner right after the fucking cannons, you know, where they're going in the fucking yep. water right there, you know. Yeah. Right around the corner, that's where the old um, treasure thing was because the the old ride it's changed now, but the old ride was like it built up the story that. You know, you go into town, this, that, the other. They're fighting back and forth, and you're supposed to find the treasure. And at the end, it's like the treasure room, you know? Speaking of building up a story. Yeah. So anyways, I pick my spot. I'm ready to go. I fucking stand up. The guy's running down the road, you know? <laughs> I fucking step one foot on the edge of the boat, and I wait till the turn, and I go to jump off. Since there's only two or three of us on the boat... As soon as I go to jump, the boat fucking goes like this. So now I'm airborne with no fucking jump, no legs. I grab the, I get to my, get to the edge of the island like this. I'm fucking tits down in the water. My jeans are fucking soaked. I crawl up. People are yelling. Like the whole thing. I go and I go to grab the fucking gold and it's all glued down. And I'm fucking like, fuck, you know? Like, uh. And now I'm panicking because you're 18. You're fucking yeah. scared, you yeah. know? Like now yeah. the scare, I'm, I'm scared yeah. now, you know? Every second feels like I 10 minutes. I get like this stupid little fucking bead and like a jewel. It's all fucked up. And, and when you get up close to it, it's not even that good looking from a distance, you know? So it's all fucked up. And I just get it and I go in the thing and... When you go on pirates, you're already going down. Yeah. Right? And then you get on the ride, you go down further. That ride is subterranean, right? I'm in a hallway that's like under the fucking park. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm in the fucking Matrix, you know? There's just like this long hallway. It's like, looks like a weird, shitty 80s office, you yeah. know? And I'm like, fuck. So I just start wondering one direction. These guys come around the fucking corner. They're like, there he is, you know? I'm like, fuck, <laughs> He's got the beads. So they take me back, they interrogate me, they pull my pass, they make me give the stuff back. I begged with them, I gave them all the charm I had left in the world. And uh, <laughs> long story short, yeah. they uh, escorted me out of the park to the edge of the parking lot. They mm-hmm. don't even have a parking lot anymore. Yeah. That's what California Adventure is now. That used to be the parking lot. So they take me to the edge of the thing, they drop me off. Back then, we didn't have cell phones and shit. So I just fucking waited for every fucking light <laughs> headlights that came out of the yeah. thing I'm just like is that you guys you know like fucking, yeah, yeah. you know and finally I got yeah. in the car and like where were you and 
two of my friends never believed me, whatever, and I was just like, I'm fucking soaking wet, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like I wasn't on Splash Yeah. Mountain. But uh yeah, so we get to the park and the family's excited. We're trying to figure well, real out real quick, what was Disneyland jail like? Because you did you actually you went into Disneyland? It wasn't jail. actually a jail, but they have like these offices and it's all underground. They have a whole network of fucking shit going on underground. Yeah. Um security, uh, um trash um stuff um i was in probably just a small section of it but they basically just took me in this room and it 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 was fairly close to what i would believe some type of interrogation would be like you know or detectives taking a room or whatever you know and with a bunch of mouse ears on and like where are the beads and uh, you know what i get it i i was surprised that they were that much of a dick towards me in hindsight looking back um I, totally justifiable. I don't hold it against them, but I would have thought that maybe they could have seen the light in it and been like, oh, you know, like, you weren't really destroying things. And I was like, my story was like, look, we do this at late. We, I wouldn't have done it in front of kids and this and that. Like, I'm trying to, like, make it sound a little better than it is. Yeah. I totally deserved everything I got. But that being said, I was pretty much blacklisted for a long time. Yeah. So I thought. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't been back since. The so. definition of privilege, folks, is going to Disneyland on a $250 pass doing scavenger hunts because you've got the expendable income and time to do it at a theme park that people spend tens of thousands of dollars at to vacation at, <laughs> jumping off of a ride, trying to steal something, and then saying, I thought they'd be a little nicer no, to me. privilege would have been them giving my pass back and letting me go. You're lucky to be alive. You're lucky <laughs> Mickey Mouse didn't walk in and beat the living shit out of you. I think I could take Mickey Mouse. Okay, so... Just saying, Donald Duck is a little pissed off. And when you parked this time in 2021 at Disneyland and you're bringing in now um, your daughter, your lineage into yeah. Disneyland, and you're a blacklisted fellow. Former. Well, <laughs> former. Um, what was hey, your... you take your picture when you get in. I was like... Was your heart beating a little bit? Um, no. I think if it would have been closer to the event... It, dude, 21 years is a long time. You know? Yeah. I would have been shocked. I probably would have laughed it off. Yeah. You know? Any temptation to do it again while you were on Pirates? No, because we I was actually trying to find the scene of the crime to po- point it out to the family. Yeah. And they had changed the ride. Yeah. So there's... there's I wonder why. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I couldn't even find those exit signs from before. I was mm-hmm. looking everywhere. And the treasure room is now gone. The only treasure section is at the beginning. And it's one little turn. And it's the guy. And he's a skeleton. And he's sitting on the pile of treasure. And that wasn't where I jumped off. Um, you know, because they added some Johnny Depp characters and shit like that. They've, yeah. They've, they've changed it a little bit. Um, sure. So I was actually kind of bummed um, that I couldn't, like, personally relive the exact spot, you know? Johnny Depp made tens of millions of dollars off of that ride. Yeah. <laughs> you got a couple of beads and arrested <laughs> I didn't get the beads. <laughs> and look at you now. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you had a great trip to Disneyland. And on that note, on that wonderful story, which I enjoyed so much, even the second time through, I could listen to that story every single day. You know what's great about that story is each time I tell it, it gets longer. Well, every story you tell gets a little longer <laughs> the second time. On that note, let's welcome in our guest, Maddie Higgins. Maddie, you, come on in. Can buddy. you grab this gentleman yes. to swing you up Yes, here, I can. Maddie, Maddie thanks for being here. Doing? Watch the boom Mike, please. Thank you so much. Maddie came prepared. He's got the uh, the the wine corduroy pants, which I love. With the cowboy boots. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go out and just say that he pretty much this ensemble with the nation shirt. Yeah. 
I think he gave Cole a run for his money. Yeah, right? Cole Young getting a run for his money from uh, Shaddy and from now Maddie. Yeah. Uh, Geoff, you did not give Cole a run for his money. Geoff has never given anyone a run for their money as far as best dress is concerned. Maddie Higgins, one of my best friends. First off, how the hell are you? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Great. He yeah. is a very soft-spoken gentleman, so we're going to ask that you project into the microphone. Uh, <laughs> Maddie and I have one of, in my opinion, one of the most fascinating origin stories for friendship. So uh, I want to say three or four years ago, a, I used to work on a radio show called The Jim Rome Show, and we went and... Who's that? We went and Jim Rome is a, uh, he's quite a famous broadcaster. Oh, really? Yes. And... Um, the show went from radio to television for the first time in show history. One of the listeners called in and said, I'm going to go get a Jim Rome tattoo. Uh, what should it be? This got my wheels spinning, and I thought to myself, I want to go film this on my cell phone because this tattoo was going to take place in an area that I lived really close to. Um, I was living in Huntington Beach at the time. You were tattooing. And by the way, not to bury the lead, Maddie is a tattoo artist at Port City Tattoo in Santa Ana. You were tattooing at Old Town Tattoo in Orange. The guy was gonna go there because the guy's mom worked at Trader Joe's, that's where your wife worked. He found out there was gonna be a tattoo artist that he could get this tattoo from. So I was like, perfect. I can take a 15 minute drive, get some footage for TV, get a listener doing a Rome tattoo. We can put it on TV. That's gonna be a spectacular event. But I like to go bigger than that and I thought, why don't I get a tattoo while I'm out there as well? On the show, my love of cats, specifically my cat, had become a topic because it's very easy to make fun of in the Jim Rome show. Is I all about why that is. Yes, and the Jim Rome show is all about <laughs> uh, making fun of everyone besides him. So I was lampooned for my love of my cat. Nothing like a cat guy. And so I decided, why don't I go with this listener, get some footage, and I'll get a tattoo myself, and I'll get a tattoo of my cat's face on my arm. Now, for the listeners of the Jim Rome Show who skew a little bit older in age, this was blasphemous to their reason for being on Earth. Like, why would a guy go get a cat tattooed? And the whole point is the shock value of it all. So I called you and I said, would you mind if I tag along to this? And you were the nicest, most gracious guy I've ever talked to. I've been so intimidated by tattoo shops and tattoo culture for so long. It's almost like you have to have like a mm -hmm. teardrop and some crazy story and some prison time to even have the right to walk into these places. It's the only place on earth where the customers are made to feel like hostages when they walk in there. <laughs> but you, I like that. you put me at ease right away and I was like, I've never met a guy in this industry like Maddie Higgins. So I was very excited. I went there, I got the cat tattoo, it got a lot of TV time. If you're bored, YouTube, Adam Hawk cat tattoo, you'll see a video of me and Maddie on the Jim Rome show. You got it's a lot of shit for that. A lot of shit, and by the way, when you talk, just go ahead and project it. Okay. I did get a lot of shit for it, um, and, and you, know, you are who you are, you're a very uh, soft-spoken guy, that's yeah. what makes you so cool, as everyone can already see, very mild-mannered tattoo guy. This tattoo of the cat became nationwide famous but more importantly, it bonded you and I. We have stayed friends ever since. I consider you one of my best friends. And not only have you done the cat tattoo on me, you have done a what total. Are you a no, you have done a Another total. 
You have done a total Later. of 14 tattoos on me over the last three and a half, four years. We have spent My, hours together. That was a great, super long way of describing how you met Maddie, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> My question is, is when are you two gonna get back together and add to the cat tattoo with like the carpet playground behind it. <laughs> oh, you know, like the those, cat like, scratch? Fucking, like circles and yeah. squares and fucking maybe stairs. Yeah, and maybe, shit. maybe a ball of yarn. Yeah, it's a jungle yeah. gym. Maybe a ball of yarn. Carpet, yeah. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to lay out to the listeners <laughs> you and I have a history together, and it's a very interesting history the way that it started. And I want to thank you so much for not only being one of my great friends, but for also. Just being a super cool dude in an industry that doesn't have a lot of cool dudes. Why have you approached being a tattoo artist with such a mild-mannered, humbled uh, uh, approach to it? How, wh why are you that guy? Um, I mean, I feel like it makes... You already know they're uncomfortable when they walk in, you know? If somebody comes in for the first time, they're, mm -hmm. they're scared, you know? Um, so like you don't want to make it worse, you know, and and you obviously want the business, so you you don't want to be like, oh hey man, what do you want, you know, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like, I just try like to Dick's Last Resort, you know. Yeah, it's like oh shit, you're uncomfortable. Um, Love that restaurant. Let me help you feel better. It's gonna make my job easier. Yeah. Because if you're already you know nervous, we got death metal playing. You're <laughs> like some you yeah. know. 50 year old Christian mom who's like, oh my God, what am I, I doing here? I want a butterfly here? with barbed wire <laughs> Yeah, <my> you know? <laughs> lower back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm coming out of the clouds like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be okay. Yeah, and I love that about you. Um, not only have I gotten 14 tattoos from you, I have sent many of my friends to you. Yes. Jimmer Smith has gotten tattooed by you and photographed you. Uh, Maddie did a photo shoot for Nation Golf, yep. which is incredible. The juxtaposition of a tattoo artist in a tattoo shop wearing elegant golf clothing. It's never been done before, not that I know Those of. Those are great photos by another one of your best friends who was behind the lens that day. Why don't you say what's on your mind? Nothing. That I have a lot of best friends. Yeah, well, you know. And you, just uh, just think you're not on a short list there, man. You yeah. told me recently that I pour <laughs> myself out with yeah. my friendships yeah. and uh, how high in regard I hold them. Yeah. I think uh, the other week we were, you were having dinner or drink somewhere and you were meeting one of my friends for the first time. And your exact uh, quote to them was, you know, and... We're going to be friends soon, and hopefully after that, soon to be best friends. And I was like, who the fuck even says that, let alone thinks that way, dude? You know what? Maybe the world would be a better place if you automatically assume that everyone you meet has the potential to be your best friend. Maybe. Okay? Maybe. Because I walked into a tattoo shop as just a guy doing a radio bit, and I walked out <laughs> with a best friend. I came down to dinner in San Juan Capistrano pitching myself to work for this company and I came out of it with a best friend, okay? So, I, I have no apologies to anybody. But anyway, Maddie, you work now at one of the best tattoo shops in Southern California. Port City Tattoo, Santa Ana. Port City has three locations, Long Beach, Costa Mesa, Santa Ana. You told me when you got to Port City, you texted me, and you're like, this is a dream come true. I've wanted to be here for a while. What does it mean to you to be tattooing at Port City in Santa Ana? I mean, before I moved out here, that was that was the goal one day. I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know how long it was going to take. But before I moved out here, I looked, like, uh, of all the shops out. Because I'm not from here. I didn't know anybody. 
I'm like, man, if there's one shop I could be at, and I looked, and I'm like, that's Port City, because, I mean, the quality of artists, everybody, hands down, they're just, you know, and there's somebody for everybody, whether it's like a portrait, or, you know, you want your whole body, Japanese, traditional style, Rad. black and gray, yeah, um, traditional, everything, there, there's somebody for everybody. And your style, if I can guess, I mean, it feels like to me, your style is American traditional. I mean, yeah, that's definitely what I like to do the most. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's just old school, classic, Popeye, Anchor, you know. Yeah, it's hard It's hard not to like that shit. Tattoos that look like tattoos. No. Yeah. I'll do anything I can. I'm not going to do a portrait unless you don't care what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I did one Bob Marley portrait when I first started. And I was like, that's ah, easy. It's just a bunch of dreadlocks. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last one, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, I do. I'm a walking guy, so yeah. people come in. That's kind of like the magic of it too. Uh, some stranger comes off the street. You don't know nothing, and a lot of times it's you're, you're kind of being friendly to help with the anxiety of both sides. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, this guy just got out of prison. I'm fucking scared. You know, yeah. he wants me to tattoo his face. Uh, let me go have a cigarette with you. Let me try to find a common ground. And then, yeah, you know, most people, if you get them one on one. You, they're not that different than you. I ice a little bit. Yeah. By the way, that philosophy of getting someone one on one for five minutes to realize some common ground—that philosophy could be and should be applied across the universe right now. Because if yeah. we stopped judging people off of what we saw or thought about them online, or yeah. what we saw or thought about them based on a bumper sticker on their car, and just went out and had a cigarette with them, a drink with them, went and you know just hung out with them for even just five minutes you do find out you have a lot more in common with every single person even a guy coming out of prison for a face tattoo than you might think that you do now what tattoo specifically and not a specific story but what kind of tattoo makes you the most nervous to do is it a face tattoo uh not necessarily i mean that's kind of dependent on the energy that's coming from the person it mm -hmm. could be like the funnest tattoo easiest thing ever but you you get you know you get vibes from people yeah. right off the yeah, bat yeah, yeah. and you know you're you're gonna be touching them for an hour you know putting permanent ink on them so it's like totally. sometimes the person's energy is just like whether it's too demanding like they just demand perfection or yeah people that probably don't have any business getting tattooed in the first place like right they're coming in for a little teeny tiny small thing that they don't want anybody to see yeah it's like uh why are you getting it anyway yeah you know yeah yeah it's yeah. interesting yeah Those especially are the nowadays because it's like obviously tattoos have become very uh they're mainstream they're mainstream yeah yeah you know and um so i i could see how that you get a lot of that now you know yeah. um which that's it's good that's nerve-wracking yeah that can be nerve-wracking it's good for business yeah for us golf has become very mainstream it's no longer a niche sport at all no there are probably a lot of parallels you can draw between the tattoo world and the golf world where yeah. the golf world had an old soul one that ryan angle has single-handedly been trying to carry on and one that i gravitated to because of his vision and you probably wow. have you. noticed you're welcome 
you probably, I wouldn't come give my life and my time and drive from Fullerton to San Clemente if I didn't believe. Well, I mean, you give your best friendhood to everybody, so you never know. But do I give them hours of my time? Yeah, Are we talking true. on the phone that's about true. business? You did complain to me earlier about packing all these orders today. I did not. And by the way, <laughs> shout out to everyone that purchased from our new t-shirt line. And thank you, Zach Bolton, for designing mm-hmm. those. Um, How many best friends do you have? I mean, I don't have enough hands to count. Okay. And uh, we don't have enough memory cards on these cameras for me to go through it. <laughs> okay? Um, in fact, I would it's not... It's a lot. I wouldn't want to subject my best friend, Nick Smith, to having to go through and edit this after I ran down the list of it, okay? But uh, I love Nick. I've known Nick for three weeks. One of my best friends of all time. Now, um, I really enjoy... I mean, I, I grew up enjoying weed just like the rest of them. Um, and I still occasionally do. But there's... You know what, what I love the most about weed is is when you're not smoking it and someone else is, the smell is different and it's so much better. It, I, that is, mark that, that is the greatest take of all time. What just happened, uh, and I don't even know... It smells, if, you can't even describe how good... Now, when you're smoking it, you don't... It, it It's like the smell, it doesn't go away, but it's different because now it's like... In, in your thing and I think you know the same can be said for a cigar a, a lot of people enjoy the smell of a cigar but not necessarily smoking them yes. um, but god uh, just um, man tasting you I'll get the hiccups if I smoke a cigar yeah I, I'll get I don't know what I it never is. do <laughs> hey so what just happened is uh, Maddie Higgins became the first guest on the fellowship to light up marijuana pot on the marijuana uh, pot, he's smoking. Yeah. Some, Let's give it up for the devil's lettuce. He, <laughs> he, he, is, he is smoking. Uh, he's smoking some marijuana pot on set. And if you didn't see it on on it's video, legal. Or, it's a nice little barber pole, uh, little yeah. thing there too. That's it's a, cool. It's a white owl swirl, chocolate yeah. vanilla. Yeah, like and the uh, the smell of the studio right now, which we affectionately refer to as the boardroom, smells mm. fantastic. And Ryan just gave his best take of all time, which is. Marijuana pot smells better when you're the one smelling it versus the one smoking it. Yeah, and uh, we don't want to be greedy with it. Nick, do you want any of this marijuana pot? Nick's okay. Uh, no, I'm okay as well. Oh, wow. Great. Excellent. Um, People were complaining about the cigar smoke on the shirts. Oh, yeah, a nice yeah, treat yeah. In the mail. Yeah, one person did not like it. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> I was going to say that the parallels between the uh, golf community and the tattoo community are probably there where you have seen a sea change where something went from niche to mainstream. Instantly stoned. As, uh, as <laughs> that, great, that's the other great thing about not smoking often is, uh, man, it really hits you like a ton of bricks. Oh, and the face. cigar and the scotch will totally help with that. It'll totally oh, calm you down. Crossfaded. We'll yeah, totally yeah. Um, what have you noticed different about tattooing today versus when you first started i mean well first of all i've been tattooing 11 years so i haven't been tattooing that long to see like generations but um long enough to see trends a little bit um internet internet's the biggest thing uh when i first started um we had the aol.com coasters you know the little CDs? You yeah. got mail. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You go to a movie and someone would hand you 50 free hours on a CD-ROM. I'd go to bookstores, get like a stack of 10 magazines, mm-hmm. and just sit there for an hour looking at, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Not everything. I mean, mm-hmm. everything. Instagram. Right there. Yeah. So you used to look at tattoos and magazines, and now you just scroll on Instagram and see it all. It's like yeah, digging I mean, through records or just going on Spotify. Yeah. Right. That's a great point. 
Is Instagram good for your business or bad for your business? Well, I mean, it's definitely good. It's free. It's free advertisement. I mean, I know people that don't like to use it, but mm -hmm. it's free advertisement. I mean, I don't use it for much else than just the tattoo stuff. Right. <clears throat> you know. Right. My favorite chicken sandwich of yeah. the month. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great callback to a little off-air conversation. Yeah. Shout out to the Pollo Bros. Yeah. What an amazing, amazing Instagram. Is it Pollo Bros or Pollo Boys? Either way, look Pollo it up. Boys, I they think. rate chicken sandwiches. And if you guys didn't know, we are currently in the middle of World War III. World War III is the chicken sandwich war. Chick-fil-A started it. Popeye's jumped into it. McDonald's just came out with four chicken sandwiches. Uh, no. You don't I'm, like? I'm a mix. I'll do the single cheeseburger, French fry. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Keep cool. it simple. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's been cool. the same for years. Great. Well, a lot of people are getting in on the uh, chicken sandwich war and uh, Pollo Bros. Raisin canes. Oh. Oh. Raisin canes. Yeah. You gotta love a raisin. What's canes? the other one too? There's another one. Clyde's. No. Craig would know. But, yeah, there's some great ones out there. Yeah, a lot of good chicken sandwiches. Anyway, a great Instagram, uh, Pollo Bros or Pollo Boys rates them. Check it out. Um, anyway, I want to uh, talk about this really uh, cool thing that you and I and Ryan have collaborated on. Um, I don't like to judge a book by its cover, but I know a lot of people do. If people were to take in uh, your appearance, they might not immediately think about a guy who likes golf. No. And in all fairness, you probably did not like golf or golf culture until really recently. What changed? Well, you guys, being my only best friend. Yes. <laughs> no. I got four or five. Four or five. I got yeah. four or five. Like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, you got you got involved with Ryan, and then I was like, probably of everybody I know out here, you're the coolest guy I know. Thank you. And I'm like, man, this, you know, just... Maybe it wasn't the sport aspect of it, but just it was the, vibe. the look, the idea, mm -hmm. like just what your the the aura of everything, you know? Yeah. The fucking Cadillac caddy. Yeah, totally. I was sold there. I yeah. Mean, th this poster is of my grandpa's first tournament, and you could just you could get lost in those black and whites style. And essentially, it was just like these guys just you know walked into dingy rooms with nice clothing on and swanked out and had drinks and smokes and laughs that's what's cool that's cool it. that's what's cool about yeah. golf you so know it's a testament to ryan and to nation that you know through our friendship you saw what i was doing with ryan and with nation and as a guy who had no previous inclination to ever like golf you became a customer then you became a model you did a photo shoot i wouldn't go that far and, well, I would. It looked really good. And on top of that, um, Nick, I'm going to play to this camera. On top of that, you did a, a flash sheet for us. Uh, you painted here. You hand-painted uh, five tattoos. They are incredibly thoughtful. They're extremely period correct. They are done in the American traditional uh, format. They look beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, these are the kind of tattoos that uh, if I didn't know you and this flash sheet was put in front of me, I would want to go and get one of these. I can't wait to do it. Totally. I just quit my job, so I'm broke. I so I you a deal. Oh, really? Good. <laughs> um, actually, you did do a nation tattoo on me recently. It's a skull wearing a nation visor, and it says, live slow, die young. That was part of the photo shoot die that old. we did. 
Live slow, die. Thank you for correcting, because that is an important correction. Live slow, die old. Um, an Live ama- slow, die young would be awful. That would be horrible. You didn't very- misspell it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck. Regrets. <laughs> this is an amazing flash sheet. Um, you've got Ryan's cart here. You've got Ryan's grandfather, Tom Lycan. You've got a bag with a banner that says grandpa, very much in the vein of like Insane. a of a heart that would say they're mom. All, they're all too good. Yeah, <laughs> scotch and a cigar. This is really cool. Um, what we are going to do with this is we're going to make prints and we're going to sell the prints of this sheet that you did and we're also going to turn some of these designs into t-shirts and we'll have that ready for the holiday season. But this is just such a great gift and really cool that you would do this for us. Uh, which one is your favorite? You know, I mean... I like the Cadillac Caddy, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this bag... There's something about the bag. Because it, it's with you in mind. Mm-hmm. But, a um, little unknown fact, um, my grandfather was a Caddy when he was young, before he uh, became a steel mill worker. Awesome. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not something I thought about. Mm-hmm. But I'm painting this thing for you, and I'm like hearing my grandma's stories about... Man, your grandpa loved a bag 10 miles uphill both yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, okay. Full yeah. circle. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, that, I, I mean, artistically, they're all really good, obviously. But the bag is, is, that's, it's hard to just come up with a subject matter like that and make it cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And you realize that, like, I mean, you look in our fucking office, I have, like, nine vintage staff bags. Yeah. I am, the, the old bags just look fucking cool. Yeah. They're just like the Cadillac. They're just like, everyone thought about those pieces yeah. in, like, a more elegant fashion, you mm-hmm. know? And that tattoo, to me, just, it's nail on the head. Why I think this works, besides the friendship that you and I have and the friendship that you have forged with Ryan. By the way, this is not your first time meeting Ryan. You've come down. No. Uh, you showed us what you were working on before you showed us the finished project. And you and Ryan were able to spend some time together. But I think what makes uh, what we're doing at Nation work with what you are as a tattoo artist is we both, our company and um, your tattooing, has just such an appreciation for classic style. Mm. And you are so into that. And everything you've done on me is in the American traditional vein. um, And you're very good at that. Um, so I love that what resonates with you resonates with us and vice versa and that a non-golfing tattoo artist would come out and buy a Stardust and do a photo yeah. shoot for us and make a flash sheet. I also want to talk about the fact that you had never really played the game until really recently. No. And, uh, you, God, I love hearing that. Yeah, so oh. why, don't, why don't you tell us... I, I know you got your grandpa's old bag and you got some clubs... And you've been playing at the range, and you've even been getting instructions. But just recently, a couple of Fridays, <laughs> yeah, I'd, be, I'd make them worse. A couple of Fridays ago, uh, you played your very, very, very first round of golf. Oh yeah! And you sent me a text message and said, "I could write you a book on the amount of emotions I experienced in it's these four hours." So true. It's yeah, it's, it's a it's a roller coaster. So. You know, Maddie, I would love for you because I have played countless rounds of golf. Ryan has played countless rounds of golf to the exponent of 10. Um, I don't think either one of us could possibly truly remember what it felt like to play our first round of golf or even what it was. But it's so fresh on your memory. Why don't you explain to us and to the audience uh, what your first round of golf was like? Well, I'll start by saying this. Coming out as the sharpest dressed guy... Knowing nothing about how to play the game, 
it wasn't necessarily the best setup for me. I, I see <laughs> that. There's an expectation that comes with looking good. However, that's a that's a, that's a big swing. It's a bold move. Say, yeah. But, but how cool of you to go out dressed in our stuff for your first round of golf? Hey, look good, play good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, we've never said that. People always say look good, <laughs> feel good, play good, and we say look good, feel good. We don't fucking care how you play. Yeah, it, the uh, play part doesn't matter. It matters what kind of guy you are and how you look being that guy. Does there need to be anything after look good? No. No, there doesn't. And what a great way to put it. So you go out there dressed in nation. You're at Meadow Lark Golf Club yeah. in Huntington, Huntington Beach. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, this is where uh, Tiger learned to play. Um, and just take us through a little bit of that round. What was it like stepping up on the tee box for the first time? Well, the first time, there was a group in front of us that was waiting for the fourth guy. And they're like, no, go ahead. Oh, fuck. We're going we're gonna to watch you. You know, we're gonna watch you. Just That's you. Adam's biggest nightmare, right? Because we know that you yep. have never played before. You know, mm-hmm. in your mind. Yep. Everybody knows. Yep. And I like, fuck. You know, I've been going to the range for mm-hmm. a couple months, trying to, you know, hit the ball straight. But I'm like, I ain't hitting it. Up. I'm not hitting it off this one. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna play where you guys hit it, and then we'll start. So you literally did not hit your first nope. tee shot because Took the pressure off. Of because that. there yeah. was a gallery. Hey, you know what? There's no need to do that. This is a man after my own heart. That was a smart move. It's you know a game. I mean? We're just we're just having a good time. I love yeah. that you said it's a game. Yeah. You know what's great about the move you just made, and a lot of people be like, "Oh, you pussy, do this and that." You know what's great about it is you're still gonna get your chance at the first tee shot. Mm. So it's yeah. like. It's still coming. Let me get to this, you know. And for all these grow the gamers out there, you know, that's a perfect situation to talk about is, you know, same thing as like you're playing this long par three and these guys are feel the pressure and like, oh, should I hit a three wood or something? It's like if there's a place to hit it, mm. lay up. Just spank the ball down there. Get comfortable with the game. I think what people do that's the biggest mistake nowadays is they self-inflict and beat themselves up just because of, like, an ego thing, you know? Yeah. And that tarnishes you later, and that's why you see so many good players that are mad players or, like, temper tantrum throwers and stuff like that. It's like, bro, you're missing, like, I got three and a half more hours, so I got to go change diapers. Yeah. I'm trying to get fucking hammered, laugh at you, and fucking hit every shot here. Yeah, you right, know what I mean? Right. And it's just like... Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I, I love hearing out. that because, you know, you get another fucking swing at it, you know? And yes, yes. The rest of, uh, walk us through a little bit more of that round. So now we know you've picked up your ball, you've gone to where they hit their first approach shots on number one. How was your very first shot on a golf course? Well, did the first two holes, you know, wasn't really thinking too much, super nervous, real stiff. Mm. It's early. I think it's 10, we were like 9.45 or yeah, 10.30 or something. Yeah, you know. I'm like, I don't know if I should start drinking just quite yet. Like, wait yeah. till noon. Yeah. I was like, fuck. No, you got to drink Might as well start away. drinking now, you, you know. Gotta, you got to drink right yeah. now. Yeah. There's no clock on a golf course. As soon as I started drinking. Well, yeah. Who course, cares? Golf course is it's vacation. Yeah. yeah. It's vacation on the way there. Because it's like, I'm on my way to vacation. Yes. Know? Which so, is the best feeling. But I don't have to go through baggage claim and security and shit, right. you know? Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a good time. Golf is the Bloody Mary at the airport bar. That's what golf is. Wow. You know? <laughs> and uh, I want to ask you this is, because Adam's probably going to waste too much time going through every fucking shot, because <laughs> yeah, he was already on shot with two. I got the know? fourth hole, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. hole, yeah. and a 17th hole. Yeah. So I just want to ask you one, one, one simple question. 
did you have a moment that day, whether it was hitting it or something happening where you're like, like, that's the moment that I know I'm coming back. Yeah, you know, like you know, you hit it yeah. good once, and you're like, oh, I I got it on the screws on twelve or something Absolutely. like that. You know, it like, wasn't even a good. Sh- well, it was a good shot, but I mean, not yeah. technically. Um, skipped it real hard. I was trying to hit it over this little fucking pond, yeah. ducks all over. Yeah. You know, trying not to hit the ducks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe like I don't know, seventy yards, not too far. I just line drived it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> line drived it. Skipped, skipped up twice. Hit like a stump that a, a fucking seagull was on. <laughs> yeah. Almost whacked the bird, but it was like an amazing shot because it <laughs> it went over the pond. Yeah, it ricocheted, and I had a nice little layup. It was pretty good. You know what they call that? Thin to win. Thin to win, baby. <laughs> yeah, thin to win. Ball ain't going nowhere fat. So yeah. if you're gonna do anything, thin that bitch. Right. And thinning <laughs> it is when you almost stone cold miss it. But oh, you're just yeah, hitting yeah. the top of the ball. It's called hitting it thin, where you're only getting a little bit of the club on the ball. But that ball comes out like a rocket. I love that. That's a bitchin' story. And Thank uh, you for sharing that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad that your favorite shot was a shot that you absolutely missed oh, it yeah. completely. Did it land on the green? No, it was oh, a layup, he said. Pretty close, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, pretty see, close. This is what golf is all about to guys like me and you. Totally. It's about having fun regardless of what's going on. Totally. It's about coming to a show like this and saying, my favorite shot was a 70-yard shot yeah. that skipped and hit a trunk of a tree, almost yeah. killed 10 different endangered species, yeah. didn't even land on the green, but it's the one I remember and the one that's going to keep me coming back. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know, like if people want to know what the philosophy of our company is when it comes to the game of golf, this is it right here. It's not swing speed. It's not score. It's how much fun do you have being out there? And what kind of camaraderie did you have with the people you were playing with? Were you just having a great time? Uh, two guys I knew. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, another guy. Didn't know him that well. He's told me one thing, though. He said, hey, man, if you're going to play bad, you got to play fast. And I was like, that's some pretty good All advice. right. All right. That's yeah. fair. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because at first, I was like... Yeah, yeah, no, you got it. Yeah. 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 You just want to hit the ball. Yeah. You just want to keep it moving. That's some great advice. I hope that he gave it to you in a nice way. It was good. No, he was nice. Good. Good. I'm glad that you had a good time. Have you played since? No. Will you play again? Yes. I love that. That's that's absolutely excellent. And uh, you told me a couple months ago that you were going to the driving range every Friday. Are you still doing that? At least every Friday. Sometimes I'll go on a Saturday morning. Uh, sometimes we go to islands. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. been in that place. Anaheim, Anaheim, where you hit these floater golf balls. Oh, yeah. You got boats you're trying to yeah, hit. Yeah, that's it, pretty it's cool. cool. It's that's really cool. cool. It's dangerous. Can you get beers and shit there? No, nah, they're sucks. pretty strict. They're pretty strict. I yeah, mean, that they sucks. just did that to to the driving range down in San Juan Capistrano a few years ago, and it was always just a fucking dirt lot, you know. But they brought some fucking trinkets out there to hit and stuff, and they started playing music do it on the lights they serve tall cans and shit like that and you're like that's all you gotta do that's all you gotta do you know what I mean make it fun yeah make it fun the yeah. game of golf is all about avoiding the water but you go to a place like Islands in Anaheim and it's all about watching it splash in the water that's, and like, that's sick you can see how far you hit it too because your splash comes out now these balls they're floater they float. balls yeah and what's really cool about that is if you go to any driving range in America you see a cart come out and collect the balls in the big spinny wheel thing 
this, you see a boat come out. Like a fucking it, shrimp boat. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and it's got a net in front of it, and the net collects these floating golf balls. That's you know the what, biggest boys? target. You know, boys, enjoy this shit now, because you might not be back this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that we are entering into an era in our lives where that thing is going to be a liability, and it'll never be another one again. Right. Right, because it's, it's be- straight up. Yeah, well, it, yeah it's, it's become how can we gotta enjoy that? Enjoy it while we got it. Because That's fucking so sick. It, it is, and it's cool because <laughs> I got to see a video of this fucking boat. Yeah, and it, by the oh, way, yeah. it's the absolute worst place in America <laughs> you can go before a golf round. Like if you're trying to tune up. Your, oh. your distances are so off because these are floating <laughs> golf balls. They go Plus about. You're just watching your ball go in the water time and time again. That's it. Yeah. That's like negative manifestation. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's anti manifestation. But it's really fun. So, um, at, in, in right now, would you ever imagine yourself, like, let's just go back a year? Would you ever imagine yourself being a guy that would be going to the driving range every single week? Nope. Did it before, just you know, going out with friends, drinking beers. Yeah, it's frustrating. You don't yeah. really hit the ball when you don't know what you're doing. Totally. Yep. First couple of weeks, I was like, man, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you kind of figure out how to hold your hands. Uh, I took a lesson right off the bat. Smart. Uh, I'm like, because I I used to play baseball, so I was kind of coming in, doing a little step, mm-hmm. fucking. I took a lesson. Luckily, the dude played baseball, too. He's like, oh, man. He's like, I'm going to put it in baseball terms, but you're doing everything wrong, you know? Better to find that out early than yeah. after doing it wrong for eight years and yeah. someone has to completely break down what you're doing, and then you feel more lost after a lesson than you felt when you went to the lesson. He told me, he's like, I have never seen anybody hold a club like you do. He's like, I don't know what you're doing with your thumb. Like, yeah. And then I did it the right way, and I was like, Kind of just want to go back to the way I was doing yeah, it, yeah. man. But but then you get used to it and it's better. You I just know? paid. Right. I just paid for a lesson. I might yeah. as well use it. You know. Yep. That's cool. I'm so happy to hear that you're getting into golf. Um, it's fun. You're the type of guy that we would love to have come into the game, as opposed to a lot of these people that come into the game and then run each other over with golf carts and try to get oh, on Instagram yeah. and clog up the tee sheet. You're the exact kind of guy that should be getting into it. Let's go back to the tattoo world for a second. I have to pay off a tease that Ryan and I made at the bar in the introduction. Um, you've tattooed people's faces. You have tattooed people's asses. You've probably tattooed some chicks' bare breasts multiple times. You've done all of this. Nice. But uh, you... Well, I I don't know if it's always nice. You pr- Not always. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you okay. told me recently... It's and always kind of nice. Yeah, you told me recently that you tattooed an old man's penis. <laughs> yep. How old was he? he? I mean, I don't offend anybody when you say old, but 74, 75. That's being an old man. That's old. being an old man. Did this old man have any tattoos before he came in for the penis tattoo? Yeah, he had fucking, he had little dots already on it. He had dots on his penis? Yeah, dude. It was a cover-up. Oh, he was... He was so upset with so, his penis tattoo that no, he... No, that ain't exactly how it went. So, no. basically what you're saying is you kind of connected the dots. <laughs> Put a little butterfly down on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, check on this out. Yeah, well, okay, so he you can't, can't... You can't tattoo the shaft, can you? It's he, too loose. Uh, no, it was on the head, but yeah, you you could tattoo anything. <laughs> I've seen people tattoo yeah, inside the, veins, the rope dude, of your those mouth. Those things are fucking yeah, sensitive, aren't they? Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> people ask for it everywhere. Okay, Adam, so does this make you uptight? What's no, not at all. I'm just fascinated by this because this is a true art. Tattooing is an art. And there is a part of tattooing that calls on an artist to satisfy the customer's request. So when a customer of 74 years old comes in and says, I want to tattoo the head of my penis, is everyone in the shop saying, you take him, you take him, I, I don't want this? Like, it, did you draw a last straw or were you like, I'll do it? No, I was the only one that was going to do it, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, here, here's the weird thing. So, there, we were right next... We right what was next the guy's to, name? I what? don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it wasn't like... What do you we, think his name We was? didn't connect on that kind of level where I remembered the dude's name. Uh-huh. Um, but earlier in that day, uh, there's a piercing shop next door. And he was like, oh, man, you ever tattooed a dude's dick? <laughs> and I was like, nah. He's like, well, you ain't a real tattooer, man. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know, I guess I'd do it, you know, if it, you know. Fucking, like, three hours later, it's dark, we're kind of getting slow, it's getting ready to go home. He calls, and he's like, hey, I just, uh, I just did a, a fucking piercing on this dude's dick. Um, he's old, his lady friend just died, and he's kind of, like, sad, and I guess his, her last request was to get those stupid dots covered up. So, it became like, you said you'd do it. Here, here's your chance, you know? Wow. Like, oh, my God. What a story, dude. You have to do it or else it's like... So Popeye comes in there. Fuck, dude. Crying. Like, kind of crying and shit. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'll do it for you. Did he ask you to turn the air conditioner down or off? As or? soon as I told him I'd do turn it, he dropped his here. pants. Right in the lobby. And I was like, hey, you know, give me like 10 minutes. Put your pants back on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me mentally prepare for what's going to happen. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah can this... I go out in front and smoke a cigarette with yeah. your dick right now? Yeah. I connect with this asshole I'm about yeah. to tattoo. Yeah. Can I yeah. find some common ground with your dick? So This guy. I have was, a he, was he a sailor or something? What the fuck uh, is this? Thing? I don't know, man. He, I mean, was he a hard-ass dude or was he kind of like... He was chill. Super chill. Chill. He was sad. Like I said, his lady friend just passed. That's what crazy. a weird way to grieve. Yeah. Crazy. Now, I, I'm not gonna get off of this topic unfortunately and i hate i i'm sorry if this is torture but i've got so many questions for you and i feel like i as an interviewer i had i i had a feeling you did Adam. as as an interviewer you have to ask the questions that you know the audience is thinking and i'm gonna ask you the questions that the audience is thinking do you always reveal your secrets before was, you tell was that well i want to justify why i'm gonna ask these questions oh. was the man who was getting a tattoo, was he erect while you were tattooing him? That's a question everybody asks. Yeah. Every time, yeah. Well, so I had to ask? Uh, no. Um, for my knowledge, you don't want to do it when it's uh, hard or whatever you want to call it. Um, you, you do it when it's just fucking hanging, you know? So it sounds to me like... You stretch it out. Grandpa had a hog. <laughs> Uh, it was rough. He had a little nub. He had a little chicken nugget. Oh, fuck. But this guy he has no shame, dude. He's he, my hero. He is my hero. He's my this hero. guy went from... He's my hero. He has no shame. Anybody that goes into a hard-ass tattoo shop and drops their pants with a tiny dick to get a tattoo, you have the biggest balls on earth. No yeah. pun intended there, but that is a... Wow, what a guy. Oh, the worst part was he didn't know he was getting his dick tattooed that day. Um, 
So he ain't shaved in who knows for how long. Oh. I had to do that, too. No! That was the worst part of it. All right, all right, stop. Pause. Holy like, pause, shit. Pause, like being in the pause jungle it. with the machete. It's going to be a three-episode fucking show. Pause dude. it. Adam's going to lose his mind. If you have not been tattooed, you do have to shave the area that you're getting tattooed on because you can't tattoo. No, we, we shave. This dude had hair on the tip we'll of his shave. dick? Well, you it like I said, it was like a little little oh, like, so like you a mole hiding. Yeah, yeah, you were. He just had his little thing, like his head to, popping out. You had so, to blaze a trail. Yeah, I had to do. I had yeah. like a weed you whacker. Like, wow. okay, well, I got to get the weeds out of the way so I can wow. see what I'm doing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So was it gray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. White and gray. White and gray. Okay, yeah, like right, a wizard. Right. Kind of like the side of Adam's hair, right there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's a good cut. Where'd you get that? Super cut? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what are you watching the shows? Uh, hey. Oh, shit. That's I got 23. One. Hey, I'm going to ask you one more question about Supercuts. Did you tip your yes, Supercuts? Yes, of course I tipped. Yeah, so yeah. You, you, the haircut was 23. How much did you give her? 25? No, I gave, I gave her seven to make it an even 30. Oh, okay. All right, and by the way, the biggest tip I ever leave on haircuts is when a barber or a Supercut stylist is cutting my kid's hair because that is a fucking nightmare yeah. to cut a kid's hair. Yeah. So that'll be a, tw- a $20 haircut and I'll tip 20 on it because my kid is a pain in the ass. God, and I wonder where he gets it. He's two. <laughs> he gets it from being two. Shout out to Johnny Ray, my son, if you ever watch this down the road. Johnny Ray rules. Yeah, thank you. You were a horrible, horrible... He's already got the sportscaster like hair, yeah. like the cut. Like, yeah, well, he looks like he's ready for it. Yes, dude. but you were, a, <laughs> you were horrible in the barber chair. Johnny Hawk. Horrible <laughs> in the barber chair. Welcome to the nightly news. Yes. Now, uh, our CFO's name is also Johnny, Johnny Hawk. Is now, it? That's his name. Yeah. I just call him dad. Well, he's my dad, but I love that you call him dad. He, he treats you more like a son than he treats me. Well, are you sad, Adam? No, I love just it. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I'm your host this evening, Saddam Hawk. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's uh, you know, I want to... Uh, That's some good weed, dude. I'll tell you that yeah, right now. Yeah, you know? let's, uh, I've been talking for 15 fucking minutes over here. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Tattooing and yeah. Of a 74-year-old man that you had to shave, who was going through the death of his wife. Now, when you tattoo people, normally the body part in which you're tattooing is laying on a table. Like, if you're going to tattoo my arm, you put it on a table. Did this man's penis go onto some kind of resting area, or did you have to hold it with your hand? Pretty much, I had him just sitting there, right in front of me, with my fucking head in his crotch. <laughs> like... I would have thought you would have had him put it over your knee and you go like this, you know? You want the guy to have a big dick because yeah. it makes it easier to deal with. Yeah, like, yeah. you just... Yeah. But pretty much with this, I just had to, you know, because there's like little tricks, you know? Like, people are like, well, grab a fucking Folgers can and take the guy's dick and just kind of stretch it over the fucking, you know, coffee can. Yeah. Like, that's what everybody tells you to do. Oh, like, yeah. No, these are conversations we have all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, no, this is fascinating, and, I, and I, I'm not doing this sophomorically. I'm doing it because you work in a world in which people have so many questions, and I have to ask these questions. So, um, the, the next thing I'm going to ask is, um, was, it, was the man in pain as you were... And, and by the way, what, was he in pain, and what was the cover-up tattoo you were doing? All right, so pain-wise, oddly enough, I, he definitely wasn't drunk or stone like he was just normal dude having a bad day um no pain yeah he didn't feel a thing he said well who knows he just got his dick pierced though with a bunch of barbells and 
hoopty whoops and you know so i'm sure that hurt more and and that was pierced that day yeah it was fresh so that was another thing i'm this trying guy, to like i would never dangle never the jewelry life. not like pull on it because he's i've never in my life not wanted more than now for a where are they now on this guy yeah I really right. like. We need to get him on the show. Yep, we do. I'd Keep love your pants him. on. Yeah, you can just talk. No, about he's gonna it. walk oh. into our lobby, drop oh. his pants. But you guys want to interview me? Random thing. He came in. So I did that tattoo at Old Town Tattoo in Orange, where I first tattooed you. Yep. I'm now working in Santa Ana, Port City. This dude comes walking in. No. Past, I swear to God, dude. Same random. Fucking guy. Random. Didn't know I was there. He came in. And he's like talking to the counter guy and I'm listening and he's like, hey, I'm having a hard time. Uh, nobody wants to do penis tattoos. <laughs> and I'm like, immediately I'm like, fuck, is that? And I'm looking at him and it's him. I go up to him like, hey, I heard you want your dick tattooed. And he's like, yeah, um, is that something you do? And I'm like, I will. I won't remember your name, but if I tattoo your dick, I'm never gonna forget who you are. Yeah, and yeah, I would expect know, that. Yeah, it was like. So when did he notice? Did he recognize you? No, I had a lot of explaining. He was like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "You got a fucking butterfly that's blue, red, and black with little yellow eyes." Thank you. Yellow eyes. You had enough real estate to get the eyes. You wow. Know. Swing lube. <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's a great slogan. Do a penis tattoo. Do a promo for Swing Loop. The last question I'm going to ask you about the penis tattoo before we move on, and it's incredible that you put a butterfly on a man's penis who was 74 that you had to shave, who was getting dots covered up, who had just been pierced. Yeah, um, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. And the the last question I'll ask, and I appreciate you humoring us, is... I undercharged him, too. That's what I was getting to. How much did he pay? It's 180 that's I feel pretty like there's fucking a hazard, cheap. There's a hazard fee involved. That's yeah. cheap. Most people I know would be like, hey, I'll do it, but you're going to pay 300 bucks just for the principle alone yeah. of me touching your dick. Correct. Yeah. It's Correct. not like I like doing it. Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Grab this old dude's <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody goes to work and is I'm like... I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He was having a hard time. Wrapping I had his head, getting it out. Yeah, there's a joke. I had to wrap we'll his head around my fucking finger. That's how yeah. I had to do it. And I've never teed up a joke so good for you. Had you botched it that bad? Oh, everyone knows when something's teed up for me, I'm gonna just top the shit out of it, yeah. and it'll go 18 hey. feet to the left. Thin to win, baby. Thin to win. Thin to win. Um, Skip it. Could be the title of the show. It, yeah, thin. it sounded like uh, you know. Popeye was thin to win too, you know? Yeah. Thin um, Lizzie. Wow. So thank you for for that story. Sorry uh, about talking about dicks so much. We spent a lot of time on dicks. Well, that's an amazing story. It is a good story. People always love hearing it. Yeah. And Save the photo, too. Other than Hawks, I'll send it to you. how many Please golf don't. tattoos have you done? Maddie, did you hear the question? Golf tattoos. Honestly, not Just a lot. Hawks? Since we posted that sheet, I've had a couple people set up appointments to get the bag. No shit. People nice. like the bag. Yeah. Dude, um, the bag is cool as shit. One dude well, wanted you know what? The... I'll show this. You you brought this to Ryan, which was really cool. You gifted oh, this yeah. to Ryan. You painted another one. You gave it to him. Huh. That's incredible. Oh, right, right here, Thank Nick? Thank you, dude. Yeah. That that's, is... That's just so cool. It's okay. Anyone who knows me, especially my wife, when it comes to cool tchotchke collectibles... Yeah. 
There's not enough room in the world for me to have that kind of shit. Let me shout out uh, Craig Dunlap as we end this episode. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I asked Craig early on when we started taping this show. I Craig is one of your best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll soon be one of mine. And I asked Craig. He probably will be, to be honest. No, I can't wait. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I asked Craig, I said, have you watched our show yet? And you would expect a guy who's this close to you and a friend of mine to have said, yeah, I've watched it. It's great. I asked Craig, have you watched the show yet? And he goes, fuck no. You think I want to hear Ryan talk about his grandpa any more than I've already heard him talk <laughs> about his grandpa? Which is amazing. You know, he's just like... I'm- well, since that time, he has watched the show, though, and he gave me some great feedback, which I brought to you at the beginning of this show, so... Which one is about the shoe? No, which was about you and how good you are at what you Oh, are. that's really nice. Craig has extremely high standards for everything in life. The Kelly Slater show caught his eye, and oh, he good. called me right after he listened to it. Good. And, uh, man, he got a kick out of that. Because he has a foot in the surf industry, too, but yeah. not so much. He's a warehouse guy. You know, sure. So, uh, and sorry to, you know, dovetail out of what we're doing to talk about Craig, but Craig, um, this is one of the guys that you meet in life who has high standards for everything because he knows what the hell he's doing and talking about mm-hmm. when he's talking about something he's man passionate about. He, he's a man of many hats. Um, he had a birthday party last weekend in which he did a seafood, a seafood boil. Have you ever been to a seafood boil? Texas. Texas, yes, I have. Okay, and at the end of the boil... Crawfish. Did they dump the pot out on the table? Fucking newspaper, yeah. bro. It's insane. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, it, it really is. Craig Dunlap did this for all of his friends for his birthday. Uh, and I think I had 50 shrimp. Ryan had 75. Yeah, um, there, were, there were crab, potatoes, potatoes corn, corn, crab legs, sausage. This guy, Craig, um, he is just an expert at everything that he touches. And I feel like if he's not an expert, he's got no time for it. Right. And he's one of these guys, when you're around him, you honestly feel like... Am I good enough to be around him? Like he, if if I'm like fibbing at all, or I'm pretending to know something that well, I don't he'll know, call you on it, right? and, and and that's what makes him him. So most of the time when I'm around Craig, I don't talk; I just listen because you're bound to learn something. Um, and he picked up this he picked up this sausage uh, from, and I know we've talked about sausage a lot. Uh, he picked up this sausage from uh, where I live in Fullerton, and he sent me the info. Like here's where you can get the sausage that you ate that night. And you're damn right I'm going to go there because if it meets his standards, then it's clearly the best sausage you can get. So shout out to Craig Dunlap. That was an amazing birthday. I don't know many people on their birthday who choose not to get gifts, but to give the gift of like probably a dinner that would have cost anyone a couple of hundred bucks to sit at. You would love Craig. Craig plays in every tournament and he's never played golf. (laughs) Okay. He comes because it's an excuse to hang out with his friends and that's all he cares about right in and life to the fault of his wife kids and marriage <laughs> yes and I've made the point many but times but Mandy loves that about him too yes. and it's a harmony that we just can't quite put our finger on but yes um, but yeah you would love him he's you know exactly what brought you to the game is uh, kind of his deal too you know he's there for the experience and the get together and know? he adds to it yeah and if you can, instead of just taking in the experience, also add to it just by being you, uh, which I know you could absolutely be that guy, and we should play golf together soon. So uh, we're going to put a match together, you versus Craig, yeah. for $5,000. You know, I think a score of 140 would win that match. 
I really do. It would be it'd, it'd be great. These guys probably have secret games. They just need to unlock the code. That's you know? it. Baseball guys, they can find their way. Baseball guys and hockey guys can find a way to play golf. Yeah. That's what happens. Play a lot of uh, Tiger Woods back in the day. See? Yeah. Your heart ever goes... I know. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. That spin control. Oh, the spin. Tigers text this last week. That, Take it uh, easy. You know what? On that note, Matt, they were I'm, going dit, 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 as well. Dude. I'm not going to validate what you just said by telling the audience where they can find text messages that Tiger allegedly sent in 2009 yeah. that have now been published to the internet. I'm not going to tell them to do that because I would never do that to my guy Tiger. But I will say this to my guy, Matty Higgins, who has now become your guy. Um, it is a pleasure to know you. Our friendship is one of my favorite things in the world. It was so fun to go to some professional wrestling with you uh, recently. Too sweet me, bro. That was awesome. What, what is that? Uh, this is, it, it's... Yeah. I'll get there? Yeah, no, and, and you, might not, you might not want to get there because what we just did was a wrestling handshake. And unless you're into professional wrestling, uh, you might just find that the dorkiest thing that, that has ever happened on the show besides when Geoff... Uh, claim that he invented the jump turn in Mario Kart. We just gave that a run for its money. Now, anyway, uh, Maddie, to you and to your artistic brain, to your mellow attitude, uh, thank you so much for being here, and cheers to the fellowship. Thanks for being a butterfly on hey. our wall. <laughs> a butterfly on our cockhead. Thank you. In the Midwest, you tap the fucking... Is that what you do? Tape. Yeah. Uh, Let's do it again. Let's do it again. After you drink it, before? Yeah. I love it. Eye contact. Yep. Thank you, dude. That was fantastic. Thanks, Good job, buddy. Man. Good yeah. show, Ryan. Great job. Nick, excellent as always.